praise the Lord. Uh, please, if you... It's okay. I think it's okay. I, I wanted to see we should come forward. I think they can hear me. It's okay. Um, tonight, please, you will excuse uh, my sitting down. I want to be on the floor group with you. This is a floor group meeting now. <laughs> Amen. Yes, uh, the first thing I would like us to, to look into is to look at what is the aim of, uh, of this meeting. Because I could remember that it had become a very normal tradition of this covenant uh, family community church that before the communion day, they have meeting on uh, that's uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Then I begin to think because I attend different organization and denomination of have uh, meeting with different churches, and I look at it that the pattern, uh, what I'm seeing here, I've not been seeing it being done in some churches or organization. Now, we believe that Holy Communion is generally served on Sunday. Is that okay? Some people normally do it once in a month. Some do it every week. It depends on how you want to do it. Jesus said, as often as you do it, you are doing this in remembrance of me. But I've been meditating on this because you have not changed your tradition by having a meeting just previously before the Holy Communion. That is an indication that there must be something that each and every one of us as a member of this particular organization must bear in mind. That Holy Communion actually is, is something that organized among the family. It's not for an outsider. Is that okay? Now all the people that will come together to take the Lord's Supper, they have come to an agreement that they are pursuing the same agenda. They have the same vision. They have the same goal. So, are, are you following me? Are you following me? And again, they are family. They are family. They have, they have been bound together as family. And so if you don't understand why the leadership of this particular organization, if I arrange it in this way, is to keep us remembering that misbehaving or misbehavior cannot be permitted. Is that okay? That it's always good for you to, to you know, kind of report yourself that, sir, I don't think I am qualified to take Holy Communion this coming Sunday. And you will say simply because I just feel I should not take Holy Communion. Why? Because I discovered I am not working the way I should work. I want also come to a kind of an understanding that we are not doing this thing as just as a ceremony. Are you with me, ma? We are not doing it as just a one of the church uh, doctrine. It is, it, is, it is something to keep us on check. It is something that will make us know 
that the eyes of the Lord is washing each and every one of us. And when we come to this time, and we are discussing about living eh, for order to be what? To be saved. Uh, yesterday when we were talking, I was just in me- I was meditating that did we really understand the team we are treating at all? Do we have a clear understanding that it is something that we should not take very light? Because you may not repeat this theme again next month. Am I correct? Other thing will come. So if God give us a word like this, please let us be very mindful of it and let us make sure we put it into practice. So tonight, I don't like talking when people are not following up. I'm a teacher of the word of God. I want to beg us to cooperate with me. I want to have a heart-to-heart discussion. And before then, can I have any of us here, just a brother or a sister, who will simply stand up and say, Broshitu, this is what I gained yesterday. At least to make me have such a, a confidence that you are following me. Amen. Just I need a brother or a sister who will do that for me now. I always do that. So, this is what, I think this area touches my heart yesterday. Yes, sir. You want to do that? If we can get one brother and one sister, that would be okay. Anybody? Because that will give me confidence to push forward tonight. Thank you, sister. Peace and many blessings. Um, what ministered to me was um, Romans um, 14:7. That uh, mentioned that um, I am I'm not alive. I'm alive not for myself. And if I die, I'm not dying because of myself. So, it's actually made me aware that I have to be conscious of the fact that whatever I do, I am doing it to influence someone for Christ. Mm. So, I should be careful with my work, Mm. with my work in Christ, so that um, if anybody is watching me or... um, Taking after me, the person will not be misled, but the person will know for sure that indeed I am following Jesus, and so the person can make the the right decision also to follow um, Jesus. And also, what I um, had never given a thought to um, was the fact that. Um, I have to be, um, I may have offended people um, that I'm not aware of. Mm. And I, I was trying to think, who, may I, who um, may I have offended and caused the person to abandon Christ or say that he or she will never follow Christ. So I have purpose to be very, very careful about that as well. Peace and many blessings. 
Thank you, Ennis. Brother, I want to second our sister. It's okay. Yes, I think our daddy wants to. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, amen. Yesterday, what uh, touched my heart was um, that Christian life is not a life that is as easy as sometimes we think. That we may go through a lot of difficult times, hardships, suffering, but you don't give up. But when Jesus was on the cross, he was going through a lot of pain. Difficult times was with him. But he didn't tell the father, ah, I'm so, I'm it's so hard for me. So the salvation that I have to die to save my people, I've given up. He continued until the, the time that he died and finished the salvation for mankind. So in our own lifestyle, to as we are followers of, our, of the Lord Jesus, we may go through difficult times. It may not be easy for us to do what God expects us to do. But we should continue until we finish the race that the Lord has appointed unto us. Where there are difficulties, we must always ask for grace. And then the the good shepherd will give us the grace to finish the race. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I am encouraged now. I can move on. Praise the Lord. You want to say something? The good shepherd. Good. That was really something that touched my heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The man never said anything wrong. He declared what he had come to do for the people. And yet, people were so mad at him. And you raise the question by saying that, what is it that he said that attracted people to hate him and insulted him to the extent that they just wanted to finish him as if he was a mad person? Then the next thing that was also a challenge to me, especially it brought out the subject so clear was the fact that as Auntie Rosemond just said, when he was leaving, even on the cross, he got somebody saved. Mm-hmm. When he even died, mm-hmm. he went to preach to the people. Mm-hmm. So for us, whether we are alive or dead, we are for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Please, are we all together this evening? Please, I want you to be listening very carefully. You see, God is not a talkative. Do you hear me? Once have he spoken and twice we have to hear him. And I repeat again, this meeting may not repeat itself again before the trumpet sound. And mind you, you will account for every word that God has sent to us. Do you believe it? Do you believe that? You will give account of it. God is, God is not dog that back. When he speaks, his word remains very authentic. The integrity of the word of God 
that when God speaks to his children, he's expecting them to act promptly over that. That is the secret of growth. Hallelujah. By right, you don't supposed to listen to any message when you have not obeyed the first message. But today we have in a generation that we pile messages upon messages upon messages without acting on them. So tonight, I want us to move forward as the Lord will be helping us. Yesterday I was saying that we begin to look at how can this be possible that you will live the rest of your life in order for people to be saved. That when they see you, something will just happen to them. They will just like to serve God. They will just like, you know, something will just begin to happen inside. Are you hearing me? Now, you see, the question that the two disciples of John asked Jesus, remember that scripture, I think that the John chapter 1, when the Bible says, the two disciples of Jesus, they saw, I mean, John, they saw Jesus, and they started following him. And Jesus turned and said, what seek ye? What seek ye? Now, you see, and the people say, we just want to know where you are staying. Want to know what we are saying. See, I was thinking that these people, listen to me, when Jesus said, what seek ye? Jesus did not say, whom seek ye? He said, what seek ye? Jesus knew that anyone that follows him is looking for something. If you look at the Bible, Jesus will say, what do, you see? what do you need? What do you seek? So when he said, what seek ye? Then these two disciples, they say, no, we are not looking for anything. We just want to know where you dwell. And Jesus said, what, what did he say? He said, come and see. Immediately they followed Jesus and they entered there. And the Bible said, just spend a day. And they came out by making an announcement, we have seen Messiah. That is the will of God for every child. That when somebody come and see you, and they spend just one hour, oh my God, just one hour, sitting at your all. They are washing, and they will go out with announcement. Friend, I have seen Messiah. May he be so in the name of Jesus. How do we arrive at that point that our life will begin to challenge order? Our life will begin to magnet people to the kingdom. And that's what I feel we should look into. Now, before then, I want us to go back again to our master. Because to me, it's a perfect example. I don't know, I don't know the character in the Bible I can pick more than him. Now, that Jesus Christ, he made his vision so clear. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10, if you don't mind. Hebrews chapter 10, we'll read verse 5 and verse 7. Hebrews 10, 5 and 7. The first person that gets there, just read it and let us move forward. Hebrews chapter 10, 5 and 7. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he say, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not. Please take note of that. But a body as thou prepare me. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do what? To do what? To do thy will, O God. Now, take note of that. 
God is no more looking for sacrifice. <laughs> God is no more looking for sacrifice. Running up and down, running eta skater, going up and down. God is tired of that. They have been doing that before we were born. And Jesus said that, Oh Lord, I have come to the planet Earth for one purpose. And what is it? To do thy will. Now listen to me. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, very simple scripture all of us know. That if anyone be in Christ, is what? It's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Now, when Jesus knows his mission, he knows the reason why he has come to the planet Earth. Do you discover, if you are a good Bible student and you are reading your Bible, do you discover that Jesus did not allow anything to distract him from his vision and from his goal? He pursued it to the end. And I, I, I would like us to, to begin to study the utterance of Jesus in the Bible. Every utterance of Jesus in the Bible is towards his mission. Is that his purpose, the purpose of his coming to be fulfilled. Now, I will, I will just mention maybe three or four so that I can, you, can, you can go and search the rest. Do you remember, after saying this, that he has come to do thy will, O God? Then every step he's taking is towards that way, towards that way, towards that thing he wanted to do. Do you remember he said something? When Peter called him aside and he was rebuking him, when Jesus said, I will go to Jerusalem and I will suffer there and they will kill me. And, do you remember that scripture? And Peter called him and said, ah, Master, what are, you, what are you talking like this? It will not be like that. You can't, you can't suffer. No. Please, who can tell me what Jesus Christ, what is the response of Jesus to Peter? Can somebody still remember? Oh, oh, I know. Thank you. Now, I want to, I want to ask you a question. You see, sometimes whenever Jesus speaks, I normally sit down to think about his word. Now, when somebody tells you, don't go and suffer, don't go and suffer. Why are you going to suffer? No, no, no. It don't happen to you. Can we not say that person is a good person? But to Jesus, Jesus knows that suffering is part of the will of God. And so anyone that will cancel him or advise him not to go and suffer, that person is as good as who? I say that. And so when you find the will of God for your life and you want to pursue it, don't allow anyone who so ever may be that person that will come in the name of counseling or advising you to push you out of the will of God. Knowing fully to him is doing a good work. Am I correct? He loves you, but you are the one who have an agenda. <laughs> you are the one who have a goal. They will tell you are suffering. Why are you suffering like this? And Jesus knows that is part of it. Do you still remember? In order for this will of God to be done, do you still remember? They are eating with his disciples. I don't want to waste our time by reading the Bible. I know you, are, you have been reading your Bible. They were eating. And he said unto Judas, he said, what thou doest, do quickly. Do you remember that scripture? What is it in that 
Judas was doing, and Jesus said, do quickly. Who can tell us? Hey. Oh, oh, don't disappoint me tonight. Huh? Thank you, sir. To betray him. Because, you see, and you see the eagerness of Jesus <laughs> to face the will of God, that the person who is going to betray him is reminding the person that he should do it quickly. Do it quickly. Because I've been waiting for the will of God to be done. <laughs> this as master. Do you still remember that Peter, you know, when you are reading Bible, you see Jesus speaking. All this utterance is towards him fulfilling the purpose and the agenda that God has set before him. Do you remember that when they wanted to arrest him in the garden, Peter took a because fear. And Jesus said, hey, why do you do that? Why do you do that? And he picked the air and put it, mark yours, he put it back. They now tell Peter. Say, Peter, the cup that my father has given unto me, will I not drink it? Oh, you are not understanding. Are you understanding at all? <laughs> so he doesn't want Peter eh, to defend him. Eh? He doesn't want Peter to stand in the way of him fulfilling the agenda and the purpose of God. But if you are the one, you'll be happy. Peter is your friend. Hello? Are we still together? Peter is my friend. He doesn't want me to suffer. So when we saw Jesus in this way, affirming it again and again and again and again that it is written of me to do thy will, O God. So tonight, I would like first of all to let us know, you must agree before we close tonight, Lord, this body that you have prepared me, is to do what? To do your will. And what is the will of God? Is to live in such a way that others will see you and they will desire to serve God. Anything out of that is not Christianity. We are not joking here. Anything out of that, you are your own. No. Yesterday, the Holy Spirit began to speak, and I, you know, I was so excited. He said, She too. People's life are driving some people away from me, but they don't know. And I said that you should pray over that matter, ask the Lord, consciously or unconsciously. If my life, by any means, have made some people to stumble, and I don't know, and that will stand against me in the day of judgment, please reveal it to me. I am ready to make restitution. Can you, can you believe me? I have never stopped praying that prayer till now. I want to know. And God has been helping me. I give you a little sample yesterday. God has been helping me. If you started that prayer, you will surprise that somebody will come and meet you and say, Sister, I want to tell you something today. You see what is it? And he will tell you something that it will baffle you. That he say you have done and you do not know. <laughs> Look at Pastor Dennis as he sat here. 
there must be some people. And he's doing the work of God with all this art, praying for people, preaching, teaching, studying, praying and fasting. But there are some people somewhere who say that. Me? That's yours, not me. Sir, I want to beg you, keep on crying to God. Say, Lord, if there's somebody there, wherever he is on the planet, art, bring him across me. And you may say, Brother what am I saying? Yes, I am speaking by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. He said, you see, let me, let me remind something. You see, the first day I stepped into this church, I want to say that for the first time today. The first day I stepped here, this man of God preached. And that message, I will never, never forget. That is where my heart clicked to him. The title of your message that day on Sunday is that surely the offense will come. Eh? But he said, woe unto him. Through whom the offense is. So maybe you can still remember that message. Long time. I was seated there. Was there preaching? I said, "Kai, this man. The offense will come. It will always come. But woe be unto that person through whom this offense will come. Somebody is going to be offending people. <laughs> but if you are the one that the devil is going to be using to offend people, what the Bible says about you? Woe unto you. Can you beg God? Say, Lord, I don't want to take this in very light. And so we saw Jesus. He pursued the agenda. That is what he came to do. You cannot cancel, cancel him out of it. You cannot pray him out of it. If you are praying that he should not suffer, you are joking. He will tell God that God should not answer that prayer. And I have seen this one. Even as young as I am in the ministry, I have discovered that if you have known the will of God, then don't look for supporter or the opposer. They are nothing to you. Hey, brother, we thank God for your life. We just appreciate God for your life. Don't, don't, those things doesn't move me. It, it doesn't move me. Whether you appreciate God for my life or not, I know where I am going. And I normally illustrate it. I illustrate it here before. I don't know. That you are running, maybe you're supposed to run something like 100 years or 400 years. And then on, on your mark, get ready, go! And you start moving. You are going. And some people start shouting, Look at you, you cannot make it. Look at even the way you are running, it is sure that you can never make it. And then you start saying, You mean I cannot make it? You, you will see something. And you continue running. Can you ever make it? I was some subs- ah, come on, John! Come on, John! We're with you! Come on, John! We're-. And you stop, say, yes. I thank God for your life. You, you know I'm running. Can you ever make it? So both the supporter and opposer, they miss nothing. You are the one who knows where you are going. But we're in a generation today that if we don't pamper ourselves, eh, if we don't... Eh, I want to thank God for the people who come and clean this place. We thank God for the people who come and clean. What is the meaning of that? Is it not a privilege for you to come and clean the house of God? Do you know when they are thanking you, it's like they are bringing a curse on you. You better say, Pastor, don't thank me for that. Oh. But some people will be swelling inside. Since we have been doing this, nobody even sees us. I don't know whether people are even recognizing. I'm the one who is cutting the flower. I don't, eh. <laughs> it's a privilege. You know, I said it yesterday. It's a privilege for she to be sitting and standing, touching. This is what I said, I am sitting with fear. 
And the Lord began to say, is it a light thing that God has used you to serve? Brethren, my dear brothers and sisters, can we beg God, say, Lord, my life we can't for you. I think I, I am getting clear understanding now that I have not been doing well. He said, who among you that have 100 sheep? And one of them went astray. Will he not leave the 99? I don't understand that. I, I'm see, I wish I had time to ask Jesus. You will leave 99 and you do what? Pursue after the one. What makes God to lift up people is when you have compassion for others. Our master is a, oh my God, Jesus is a compassionate Jesus. Let us beg God that God will give us such heart, a compassion heart. If you want to wait for people to be good before you help them, come on, you will never fulfill your ministry. Some of us that are seated here, God has endowed you with grace to bear with people. But you are not giving up. Simply because the people you have been trying to help, they always fire you back. They always disappoint you. No, don't go back. Keep on. You are not serving them. You are serving the Lord. Living for others to know the Lord. There must be something that you are doing as a child of God that the Holy Spirit will be bearing witness in your own heart that this thing you are doing is bringing people closer to me. But how will that be possible? Is what I want us to look very briefly. Now listen carefully. In the word of God, uh, I want to thank God for some of you that are disciples. I want to also appreciate God for your life. Uh, I thank God that you are doing well, but I want you to do more. Paul the Apostle says something. What did he say? I will show you now in the Bible. <laughs> very, very familiar scripture that you have been reading. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4. We'll read chapter 4. Just pick one first. Then we'll now go to chapter 5. In chapter 4, can you look at first? From verse 8. From verse 8. From, thank you. Are we there? We are troubled on every side, yet not this rest. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. Please, I want you to take note of that first thing. I wish we read it from other fashion, but listen again. First thing, always bearing about in 
the body by dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. Oh my God. Please, that scripture in King James Fashion, I want us to get it clearly. Because he's talking dying and he's talking that in our body, that the life will also be manifest in our body. Please. Uh, do you have any simple fashion there to, to read for me? That's message. What the message say? What they did to Jesus, huh? they do to us mm-hmm. trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he does it in us. He lives. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Can you give me good news? Good news. Or NLT. Yes. At what? all times, we carry in our mortal bodies the death of Jesus, so that his life also may be seen in our body. Now listen. Please, take note of that scripture. What the theme that we are treating yesterday and today, it will just be a daydream if we don't have understanding of this passage. Life can never shoot out where death has never taken place. The people that can live for other to be saved, the people that can live their life in such a way that people will see and say, they must be the people first, those that have died, who have experienced death. The reason is simply because we are living in such a world, listen to me, that everybody is very, very selfish. Everybody, everyone that is born of a woman, we are born with that selfish, selfish heart. And that's why people say yesterday that Jesus, you are mad by saying that you are going to lay down your life for people. It's madness that is disturbing you. In this generation, you want to lay your own life down. You are out of sense. <laughs> when you make up your mind to lay down your life for people, what are they going to say about you? You are out of your sense. Why can't you mind your own business? And that's the spirit that ruled the world. The spirit that walk in the, in the life of disobedient children. Mind your business. And you see, you know, I don't know, we didn't read that scripture from yesterday. I think we read this because we say, judge nothing before the time. Yeah, Do you know why the Bible is saying judge nothing? The person that you say should mind his business, and you also, you have started to conclude that maybe because he have done something somewhere, that is why he's suffering. And that's why you feel that you are not in the position to help him out of his suffering. It is wrong. No matter what that third person has done in the secret and in suffering, God still demands that you should stand to do what? To help him out. If God wants to leave us with our wrong, dirty life, all the rubbish, all the life that we have lived, terrible life, and we say, it's because we have done this and do this and that, that's why we are suffering. We we, we have salvation today. He said, the Bible says, when we were yet sinners, he came and died for us. At all times, we carry in our mortal body the dead of Jesus, so that his life also may be seen in our body. Now, according to that scripture, what produced life? Yes? What produced life in us? It's dead. 
It's dead that produce life. And so, if you have been hearing about dying to self, dying to the Adamic nature, and you have not had the understanding, you better ask questions. Because until that takes place, you cannot live for others to be saved. When you are living for others to be saved, you will live as a person who is, as, who is going to accept uh, what, uh, uh, maybe something like uh, uh, appreciation. You know, I do you good, uh, you, are, you are not even appreciating me. No, 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 no. We are not talking of that now. We are talking about unconditional love, agape love. The person that is not lovable at all is the one you love best. It is only those that have experienced death that can do that. And I'm praying that that will happen to you. It will happen to each and every one of us seated and hearing me. Those who are hearing me wherever you are, death must occur. There is no one can ever do anything tangible on planet Earth until, come on, can somebody look at Matthew 14, verse 1 and 2? Matthew 14, 1 and 2, very fast. Matthew chapter 14, 1 and 2. Hmm. Matthew 14, 1 and 2. At that time, Herod, the ruler of Galilee, heard about Jesus. He is really John the Baptist who has come back to life. He told his officials, this is why he has this power to perform miracles. Now, can you imagine that? Do you understand? That is the worldly king. Do you know, do you know the Herod? Have you, have you heard about Herod? Is he a very good king? Herod, eh? You want Herod to come and rule Ghana? God forbid. But this man, I don't know how he managed God that revelation. Do you know what he said? He only heard the fame of what is happening. That Jesus is performing miracle things are happening. Breakthrough here. Dead are rising. People are walking. The blind are seeing. And he heard it. They, get, they tell him in the palace. Do you know what the king said? He said, ah! He said, no, 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 no. That must be John the Baptist. Because he take a man that have died and resurrected to be doing this type of great work. How did this king got that revelation that he takes somebody that have died and come back to life? Are, are you understanding me? There cannot be any great thing done through your hand until when you experience death. Herod himself knew that. So when I see any believer who is running away, you are shying away, and this man, this dead, dead thing, this man, whole nation, they are talking, I don't want to be part of it, you are counting yourself out of the will of God. Oh. I say, Aaron, how do you get this? How do you get this revelation? Because the way John was killed, all of you look at me here, look at me here. Please, can you still remember that? Do you remember they called the head of John? Yeah. Huh? The daughter of Herodia, he requested for the head of John, and they called the head of John, and they put inside the place, and the lady go and give it to his mother. We don't know what that woman do with the head today. But for this king to still believe that either they cut the head or not, he still believe that no matter how they die, you die, whether by cutting your head, or cutting your leg, or cutting you with sword, or gun you, as far you resurrect, you must do great work. Any die you can, any dead you can die. Death come in different ways. And sometimes when God begins to arrange our death for us, listen to me, church, 
God will begin to arrange our death from say, hey, 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 hey. Because it's okay, it's okay. Wait. I just want to help you. I just want to help you. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. No, no problem. You can remain. As far as you remain alone, you don't want to fall down and die, you can never produce. And do you know, Paul says something, he said, I die daily. The death of yesterday is not enough for today. So there is no way, my dear brothers and sisters, you can live for order to be saved until when death occurs. And we need we better settle with that. Unless you want to run in vain. Jesus knows that for him to be the pioneer of our salvation, he don't want to waste time about this matter of death. Now, look at what happened in John. I don't know whether you have seen it before, but I will show you it again. Look at John. I think it's John chapter 19. John chapter 19. To see the eagerness of Jesus in fulfilling the will of God. John 19. Can somebody read from verse 31 to 33? John. Gospel of St. John chapter 19. 31 and to 33. Can we do in King James, please? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's better from King James. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was an high, was a, was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken. And that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the, the and break the legs of the first and of the others which were crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break <laughs> not his legs. Oh my God! Are you hearing something? How many of them were crucified? Three. Jesus was in the center. Listen to me. All of you listen to me. They crucified three of them at the same time. And they were all tortured. And the Sabbath day is supposed to be tomorrow. And nobody should work on Sabbath day. Listen to me. And if they die on the cross... On the Sabbath day, nobody should go and bring them down. And according to the law, the dead body should not be on the cross. Listen to me. So, they now put their thought together and say, Come, oh, Sabbath day is tomorrow, and if these people, we don't know what to do to them now, they will, they will, they will push us to break the Sabbath. So, they now send soldiers to Wendy to go and do something. What did they to go and break their leg so that they can die. Hello? When did they die? When did Jesus die? Who can tell me? Is it Sunday or Monday? Oh, sure. You don't know when Jesus gave up. Huh? Friday. Friday. What's on Friday? So when they get to the first chief on the cross, He's still struggling. I say, you? 
and they break his leg. He died. They go to the second one. <laughs> you. Pa! Pa! He died. When they come to Jesus, what the Bible says, who can tell me? He died. Already. Because that is what Jesus is looking for. He doesn't need to struggle. Hello? Do you know? He said, he, he said, Judas, what you want to do? Go and do it in time because, <laughs> because I want to go. You see, Jesus was, he was walking towards that dead. So when he come to the cross, he didn't need to struggle. He didn't say, it is finished, just go. There are some of you, until when they break your leg, you will not die. Too struggle. You are too strong. Can you remember that brother in the Bible? Our senior brother, Jacob. How did they get a, the angel of God conquer Jacob? Who can still remember? He broke his, his leg. Jacob do the will of God, not as a perfect man. This how Jacob, oh, you don't know Jacob when he become old. That is why the king Pharaoh asked him, say, how old is your father that is walking like this? Some of you, you will do the will of God as a cripple because you are not ready to surrender. Hallelujah. He yield up the ghost. No struggling. If not the Roman soldier, they are very wicked. Somebody have died. If you look at the next verse, I wish this I wish you did the next verse. Verse thirty four. Uh-huh. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced that is, that the is side. A, that is the character of soldier. And before it came there out blood and water. <laughs> now, I want to ask you a question. Which type of wickedness is this? The man has already died. Am I correct? High surface. Looking for promotion. And he take a sword. And he pull it out. At least to show he's a bold soldier. It's okay. After you're dead, somebody can still come to come and shoot you. When somebody dies in the hospital, sir, I don't want to have medical people here. What do you normally carry? How can a doctor ratify that this person has died? Can any medical person tell us? Any medical doctor, yeah. nurse, please tell me. Or if somebody just that just passed the person immediately, there's nothing to convince, there's nothing to show. Yes, yes, quick. When there is no blood, uh, the heart beats. There's no more heartbeat. When there's no what? Heartbeat. No what? The heart. It's not beating. Yeah. It's okay. Thank you. How do you know whether heart is beating? Give, give us your advice. To the heartbeat. Huh? There's something you used to listen to the heartbeat. You listen to the heartbeat. Thank yeah. you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. It is from that you will know that this one is gone when the heart is not beating. Some of you, you say you die, and your heart is still beating. Quarter inside. That 
Roman soldier. Do you know what he did? He just wanted to prove whether the man died through through. And Jesus did not shake. And instead of what happened? Blood. And the Bible says blood. And if you look at that, it now says water. Anytime blood comes out from the body and water follow, that means there's no blood again. So Jesus did not reserve any single blood in his body for the salvation of mankind. He dropped everything. And why did he have to die quickly? Why? Because he still has an assignment. We talked about this. Who can remember the assignment after the death on the cross? Who can still remember? To go to the prison to preach to those who have been lost the spirit of our great great grandfather and mother so that they will not have an excuse in the day of judgment. Sister, brother, I want to shout you tonight. You are born to serve. It's enough, enough, enough of occupying the share. When your life is not bringing dividend, your life is not bringing increase. How can you dare say you are a child of God for a good five years and you cannot point to three people that your life have brought to the kingdom? My, my. What is that? Which type of Christianity is that? I'm not prophesying. I'm not cursing you. You will soon go back to where you come from. Because if you marry, hello, we are married to Jesus. Do you know we are married to Jesus? A woman that married and is in the husband's house and he did not have a baby for good five years to ten good years and she's suffering. Do you know one day she will pack her load and work and go out? Am I correct? She will go say, what am I suffering for? But do you know that when a woman is married to a man, and they have at least four children, baby, maybe two boys and two girls. And then he's suffering in that house. And she said, No, I cannot continue suffering. Let me pack. And she's putting all her things together and want to carry the load. And the children say, Mommy, 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 please, mommy. So the woman had to pray. Say, Hey! Because of my children, I will wait. You that you don't have children for God, you will soon go. It's a food for thought. But when you have two or three people that your life have brought to the kingdom, and then you are trying, you are contemplating of backsliding, you now remember that am I not the one that brought these people? <laughs> Something will pin you down. May you begin to produce in the name of Jesus. Your life has to begin to print. I see, it's going to be your joy. Your joy to see, hey, mommy, I just thank God. If not that you share the gospel with me, I don't know where I could have been today. You see, Paul the Apostle said, what is our joy? Is it not you before the Lord that day? All of you look at me, look at me where? What is making me to bounce every day is whenever I remember all the soul that God has been to the kingdom since 1975. They are still calling me to today. Say, Dad, Shitu, we hear you are in Ghana. Hey, your life. So you are the one that baptized me. I say, Me? I don't know you again. Say, ah, You may not know me, but my heart is bubbling. What is making you to so happy? Is it because you have enough money in the bank? A barren woman. Celebrating with clean chicken. 
You are eating turkey in your house. No baby. I want to beg God. I want us to pray tonight. Say, Lord, my life has to count for you. I was so radical in those days as a pastor. The way I'm doing my own pastoral work, I don't pray. I don't pray as you do that. I don't pray any pastor should do it again. All the members in my church, hmm? I'm talking as far back of 1976, all the members of my church, you are the one to consult your bench to bring. I won't buy bench. If you want to be a member, I would, we don't use here. In this, this, is a, this is a church of uh, 20th century that you are using air condition. I'm talking about the one that if you, this one now, when you are sleeping, listen, when you are sleeping, if you go like this, this one will defend you. If you go, but the one we are using, when you dare sleep, you find yourself where? On the floor. Try, come and try, come and sleep in my shop. You will find, because nothing to cover you here. You just go. This is a bastard share. Just then you relax. So, in my show, I say, you, you want to be a member? When I pray to you, you repent, you come, say, the next thing, you have your Bible, and go and meet the carpenter to construct a bench for you, to convince me that you want to be a member. And they do it. They bring it. And when you come, you put your name by the side of your bench. Then I'll give you three months. That bench must feed with human beings. Yours. Oh, you don't know. And, uh, are you understanding me? So when you say that only you are sitting on the bench every Sunday, you will go on evangelism by force. That, that's the way I operate my church. And people are coming. But try it today. They will leave your bench for you and go, go to another place. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. We are going to pray. We are going to beg God. Lord, I think you are talking to me. And there's no more time, brethren. There's no more. Oh, my wife saw something. Is it three days ago? Yesterday. I think two days ago. You see, you see, honey. You see, what? I said, what happened, mommy? Say something happened. I said, what did you tell me? He says, suddenly, he just hear like a blast. You see, I've never heard such a sound. Then he, he hear me say, Jesus! I shouted. And I hope I started going. I go. Then he saw, and I say, honey, are you with me? I shout on the, on the car. Are you with me? He said, Danny, I'm with you. And he was on the, going, we are going. Then commotion in all the world. Rapture. He's coming. The master is coming. She says she has never saw Things like that in our life. In the tinkling of an eye. And I wear just, he said, he even showed me the dress I wear in my shop. Just short naked. One red short naked. He said, this is just, you are just going like that. After that, after sharing that with me, I still go inside my room. So I started shaking. Say, Lord, is there anything? Some of you are sitting, you have, you have even forget about rapture. We are going to pray tonight. My body was so painful when I come to this place. All my back was paining me. But suddenly the Holy Spirit, if the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, that same spirit shall quicken your mother body. 
I cannot sit and begin to preach and I end up sitting and preaching. We are going to beg God, say, Lord, I think you are talking to me. I am not productive. I am not bringing dividend. I am not, you see, I know, I know you are talking to me. Jesus pursued. He saved soul on the cross. He saved those who are in the prison. He go to the riverside. He go to, oh my God, he go to the filet. He go. They say, Master, eat. Master, eat. You, you, are, you have not eaten. Say, you don't know anything. My meat is to do the will of that same man, to do what to finish his work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus was so crazy about so winning. The only thing that is paining me, can I tell you, is that you will not be rewarded for anything you do on the planet Earth unless you win a soul. Mark it. All the professor come this side, come and collect your crown. Things like that in heaven. Wherever you are hearing my voice, those who are following the, the, in the in soon, I want you to beg God tonight. Say, Lord, the Bible said there shall be no barren in my house. You will not die as a barren person. The Lord Himself, who have established this war and have allowed you to be part of this war, He will cause something to happen. You will take Him. You will give back to nation. Two nations will come from your womb. I have never seen that give a man of God joy than to see that He has bring many souls to the kingdom. Oh my God, my, it gives you joy, sir. Even when you are sick and you remember that you are a father of many people, something just quickens you. Bow your head. Let us talk to God.